Well, hey, today is part three of our series called Ask It, where what we've been doing over the last couple weeks is looking at the one question that answers every other question. It's the question that if you'll filter all your decisions through it, if you'll filter all of your opportunities through it, it's going to really, really help you. So let me remind you exactly what the question is. In fact, let's all say it together. We've learned this. What? In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, my future hopes and dreams, what is the what? What is the, the wise thing to do? If you'll just simply ask this every single time, it's going to make life so much easier. You don't ask what's the right thing to do. You don't ask what's the legal thing to do. You don't ask what are all my other friends doing. You don't ask what's the least amount that I can get away with and it still be okay. No, you ask what? What is the wise thing to do? Now, today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about how do you apply this particular question to when it comes to your time, the proper use of your time. Now, in the Old Testament, Job is speaking and he's talking about God and he says this in Job chapter 14, verse 5. You, meaning God, have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live, and we are not given one minute longer. I mean, this is so true, isn't it? That time is your most valuable asset that you have. And here's what you need to realize. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, your time is running out. You can overeat. You can overspend in this life. You can overachieve in this life, but you cannot overlive. When God says you're done, then you are done. You can always make more money. You can always make more friends, but you can never make more time. Time is such a valuable commodity, such a valuable asset. So that's why it's important that we really, really make good use of our time. Especially if you're here today and you call yourself a follower of Jesus. Because we believe as Christians that everything we have comes from God. That he's given us not just our resources, not just like our money, but he's given us our very life. He's given us our, our time and that we're all going to stand before God one day and have to give an account of what did I do with the time that I was given? Was I a good manager of it? Was I a, a good steward of my time? And so that's why it's so important that you always ask this question of what is the wisest thing for me to do with my time, because if you don't, here's what's going to happen. How many of you have ever had a, a season of life that as you look back on it, you go, oh man, I blew it. I wasted time. I wasted an opportunity. Am I the only one? Or Yeah, right? We, we've all done that. You, you look back and you say, oh, I wish I could get that time back. But here's the thing. Again, if you blow your money, you can always get your money back. But if you blow your time, you don't get that back. It's very, very important that we use our time in a very wise way. So here's what I want to do. I want to start today, and, and by the way, this is going to be a short message because I value your time. I'm going to get you out of here, right? I, I value your time because this isn't rocket science that we're talking about today. This is very easy. Now, it's, it's not always easy to apply, but it's very easy what we're going to talk about. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you four observations about time that you're going to go, I've heard that before. I mean, I, I knew that. But yet, sometimes we forget about it, and, and we don't bring them all together and realize how they tie together and how it applies to our life. So we've got to look at these four observations in order to get the context of, okay, then where do we go when it comes to our time? So if you're taking notes here this morning, first thing is this, observation about time, investing small amounts of time 
over time is cumulative. Say that again. Investing small amounts of time over time is cumulative. What do I mean by that? Well, let's use exercise as an example. In fact, I'm going to use exercise as an example for most of these things just because it's so easy for you to sort of grasp it. If you'll take 20 minutes a day, every day, and you'll exercise, that small amount of time over time will have a cumulative effect. Now, it's a small amount of time over time. In other words, if you've been neglecting your health, you haven't been eating right for years and years and years and years, you don't do one 20-minute exercise routine and people come up and go, bro, you, you've been working out. <laughs> no, it's small amounts of time over Time. You've got to keep doing it over and over and over again. And again, it's not just exercise. This is any good habit, anything that you want to do in life. If you'll take small amounts of time to make good decisions and invest that time in a wise way, over time, that adds up. It has a cumulative effect. You're going to feel better. You're, you're going to you know, look better. Again, using exercise as the example. The opposite is true, though, as well, uh, that, you know, if you're, if you're neglecting. So that's why, like, missing just, like, one exercise program isn't, like, all that big of a deal. If you've been exercising every day over time for years and years and years, you miss one, that's not a big deal, right? It's very easy to say, ah, it's just this one time. But then it's easy to say, ah, it doesn't matter if I miss a second time and a third time and... And see, that'll start to add up as well, won't it? A lot of people are like, but it's costly. If I, if I take my time to, to do these good things, it's going to cost me something. But again, let's use exercise as an example. If you think it's costly now to take 20 minutes a day to exercise, just don't do it then. Just don't do it. You want to know what real cost is? Just wait till the future years come along and everything aches and you're overweight and you're getting the doctor's bills. That's costly. Eventually, it'll cost you your life. So, we have got to keep on doing the wise thing over and over and over again. Because, as I've already mentioned, number two, neglect is cumulative. Again, missing one workout or, you know, never even start starting workouts that isn't a big deal, but cumulatively, over time, as you keep on neglecting your health or you neglect a, a good habit, you're not taking the time to do the wise thing, it's going to end up hurting you. Now, I've shared this with you before, but I want to share it again because it just, hopefully it'll be one of those things that will just cement into your mind. There's an old saying that says this, an apple a day what? An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Question for you. What if that were true? What if it was just simply eating one apple a day and that kept the doctor away? You're going, that's easy. That's easy to do. But guess what? And here was the point that I made to you before. Those things which are easy to do are also what? Easy not to do. Things which are easy to do are also easy not to do. And as you, like, don't take your time to do the wise thing, this 
negative stuff, this neglect, is going to have a cumulative effect. Again, you think that it's costing you something now, but really it's going to cost you even more later. Listen, you are going to pay. Are you going to pay now or are you going to pay later? And I've said this to you before, you know, we, we want to play, don't we? And so you can either play now and pay later or pay now and you can play later. Either way, you're going to pay. Neglect is cumulative. Number three then, random has no cumulative value. Illustrate it for you this way. Again, we'll use exercise. In this hand is 20 minutes a day of exercise. Every single day you're exercising. In this hand is everything you could do besides exercise during that 20 minutes. So one day instead of exercising, you watch TV for 20 minutes. One day instead of exercising, you decide to take a nap. One day instead of exercising, you're checking email or Facebook. One day instead of exercising, you go out with a friend and have a cup of coffee at Starbucks. None of those things in and of themselves are wrong. However, all this random stuff, it adds up to nothing. This over here, this added up. Because again, remember, small amounts of time over time has value. It, it has a cumulative effect. But random stuff has no value to it. Number four, in the areas that matter most, you cannot make up for misspent time. How many of you remember back when you were in high school, college, cramming for like a test or project? Did you ever do that? Yeah? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? It's because you neglected doing the wise thing over time, and now all of a sudden you have to cram it all in at the last minute. Now, here's the thing. For many of you, that actually worked out, didn't it? And the reason that it worked out was because you weren't striving to get straight A's. You were striving just to get a C. Because for many of you, your motto was this. A C means a degree. That, that was all it was, right? A C, I get a degree. Now, that worked out in school but it doesn't work out in life. When it comes to the important things of life, you can't cram in to your relationships. You can't cram to get spiritual maturity. You can't just keep neglecting things over and over and over again and say, well, my marriage or my relationship with my kids or my relationship with God or my health is going to be better just because I cram it all into a weekend. But yet, that's what a lot of people want to do. They neglect their family all year long, and they're like, well, just as long as I like, get a long weekend with them, or I take a week's of vacation with them, then everything's going to be okay. I neglect them the rest of the year, but I'm going to cram it all into this short amount of time. Or again, health. I mean, think about how ridiculous this would be. That like 364 days out of the year, you're just eating whatever you want, and you're just laying there, you know, eating bonbons, and, you know, they got the remote control, just, you know, you're watching TV, and then one day a year, you're like, okay, I'm going to work out all day long. <laughs> or, you know, some you, you want to be more spiritually mature, right? And it's like, well, 
I'm just going to sit and, and one weekend I'm going to read the whole Bible, but the rest of the year I'm not reading any of it. You, you can't cram in that way. You can't make up for that misspent time. So that's why it's so, so important that we're doing the right thing, the wise thing at each and every moment. So here's really what we need to do. We need to stop and we need to ask ourselves, where do I need to be making like deposits of time every day? What's the wisest way for me to use my time? If you're not doing these things and you're realizing that there are those seasons that are sort of passing you by and you're looking back on, oh man, I blew it. What, what is the solution to all that? I don't think it's going to come as any surprise to you that I believe that the solution is found in God's Word. And so that's what I want to do. I, I want to get into God's Word here and I want to see what is the solution for being the best manager, the best steward of our time that we possibly can be. So if you've got a Bible, you want to turn to Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 15 and 16. Again, Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. This is actually a scripture we looked at back in week one of this series. But I want to look at it again, but this time in the, the context of looking at how to be a wise manager of your time. So Paul is writing and he says this, be very careful then how you live. Not as what? Not as the unwise, but as wise, right? Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. And what I want to do is I want to go back and look at these two verses again and just sort of break it down. Again, keeping time as our central theme. So, first of all, he says, be careful how you live. In other words, be careful how you spend your time. You've got to be very careful about that. He says, you've got to be wise. Don't be like the unwise. Some translations say, don't be foolish in the way that you're living your life. Now, we learned last week that fools are what? Fools are people who care, or uh, that know, but they don't care, right? Fools are people that know, but they don't care. And so that's what Paul's saying here. Don't be foolish when it comes to the use of your time. I mean, many of you, you know that you should be investing every day in your relationship with your spouse. You should be investing every day in your relationship with your kids, your family members. You should be investing every day in your relationship with God. You know that's what you should do. But yet you don't do it. And so Solomon last week and Paul this week says, that makes you a what? A fool. This week I'm allowing you to call yourself fools since I called you fools last week, right? No, you're, you're a fool. You're foolish if you're not using your time in the best way. Paul continues on. He says, you've got to make the most of every single opportunity. Now, in the original Greek, the best way to sort of translate this is he would be saying, you have got to redeem the time. What exactly does that mean? What does redeem the time mean? Basically, it's this. You have got to get the maximum value out of every single second that you've been given. You've got to spend it wisely. Get the, the max value out of it. Why? He says, because the days are evil. This was true in his day and time. It's true in our day and time as well. That if, if you just do what culture and society says to do with your time you're going to be in trouble. Because what do they say? They say just sort of 
float by, don't have purpose, don't have meaning, just sort of go with the flow. But Paul says, man, that, that, that makes you a fool. You can't spend your time the way everybody else does. You can't spend your time on just your own selfish desires because I guarantee you it's going to end up being a waste of time. Paul says you've got to be more careful than that. Again, don't just float by. Don't waste whole seasons of life. See, none of us want to look back and say, wow, I was living foolishly during that period of my life and that all added up to be absolutely nothing. There was no redeeming quality, nothing that really came out of that. I didn't maximize that time that I was given. So here's the question I want all of us to ask ourselves right now. In what area of my life do I need to be consistently making small deposits of time? Now, it's going to be different for all of us. So how do we flesh it out? Well, we flesh it out by going back to the big question of the series, and we just reframe it a little bit, and we say it this way, in light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, my future hopes and dreams, where do I need to begin making consistent deposits of time? Consistent. Every single day. Not trying to cram things in, but consistently. Every single day. Where do I need to be making some deposits of time? And again, the, the way you figure that out is you just go back and, and you put it in the, the context of our, our big question for the series. That in light of my past experiences, in light of my health in the past, in light of my relationships in the past, in light of how I've handled finances in the past, where do I need to make consistent deposits of time right now to make sure I don't make those same mistakes that I made before? So again, it, it can be, you know, just, I need to make time for my family or I need to make time for exercise. I need to make time to, to sit down and put together a budget. I need to make time to sit down and balance my checkbook. I need to make time, you know, whatever. Apply it to your life. And in light of your past experiences, where do you need to be making some consistent deposits of time? Next one then you say is, you know, in light of my current circumstances, where do I need to be making some consistent deposits of time? Because what you were able to do in the past, life is different today than it was. Things have changed. So in light of that, what do I need to do? Where, where do I need to be making some consistent deposits of time? Singles, let me talk to you for a second. You know, marriage is a great thing. And, you know, maybe one day you'll get married. Maybe you won't. It, it, there's, you know, whether you get married or not, I mean, God's for it, right? Marriage is a great thing. But here's what some of you singles are going to discover if you eventually get married. You're going to go, oh, man. <laughs> I blew that time that I had when I was single. I should have written a novel. I should have gone hiking in the Himalayas. I should have taken like six months just to go on a missions trip. See, once you get married, now you've got two schedules that you've got to blend together and say, what's the, the wise way to spend our time? But when you're single, you don't have another person whose schedule you have to like sort of manage and stuff. It's just you. So, Go, travel, explore, learn, serve people. 
Make good use of the time. In light of your current circumstance, make good use of the time right now. And then, of course, the last thing we've got to ask is, in light of my future hopes and dreams, where do I need to be consistently making some deposits of time? Because all of us have goals for our lives, relationally, physically, financially, spiritually. And, you know, you're not just going to wake up one morning and go, oh, wow, all my goals have been met. It doesn't work that way. How do you get to your goals? It's because consistently, over time, you kept doing the little things, working your way towards it. And so again, it starts with that first exercise program. And that first one doesn't change your life, but you do it again the next day, and the next day, and the weeks become months, and the months become years, and all of a sudden you're healthy. Yes, right now your finances are in shambles, but you sit and you take a little bit of time today to start a plan of how am I going to get out of that? And you just keep working your plan. Again, the, the big goal, many of you, as I talk to you personally, you're like, man, I wish I was just more spiritually mature. I wish I knew more about the Bible. I wish I knew how to share my faith more. I wish I knew how to answer people's questions more. You know what you need to do? Take a little bit of time every single day, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes every day where you're spending time with God in prayer and, and you're reading the word of God. You start to apply it. And what happens is, as you look back then on your life, you're like, yeah, that five minutes a day, it is now added up. It had a cumulative effect, and I'm much better today than what I was a year ago, or five years ago, or ten years ago. See, we have got to make the most of every single opportunity. We've got to ask, what is the wise thing for me to do with my time? Now, as you came in today, you were given a little plastic bead. I want you to get your little bead out. I want you to hold it there in your hand. For those of you that have been here at Exponential for a while, I actually showed this to you many years ago. You're, uh, you, you have a bead there. I have this jar full of beads. And I started this, I think it was 11 or 12 years ago. And what I did is I said, I want to know if I live to be the average age for a male in the United States, how many weeks of life do I have left? And I filled a jar full of beads that represented my life. Now, when I started this, this was actually full. Every Sunday, I take a bead out and I throw it away. But I look at that bead and I'm reminded that this is another week of my life that has gone by. That it's gone. It's out of the jar called my life. I don't get to get it back. Now, there's still a lot of beads in there. But again, when I started this, it was completely full. And so as I see this on my desk every single day, it's a reminder to me that life is running out, that you got to be careful about how you spend your time. My beads, again, represent a whole week. Your bead that you got there today, that's going to represent your life. And here's what I want you to do as we continue this series for the next couple weeks. I want you to take your bead and I want you to put it somewhere that you're going to see it every single day. Maybe you'll put it on your dresser. Or you'll put it wherever you keep your keys. Maybe you'll glue it to your medicine cabinet so as you're looking in the mirror, you'll see your bead. Maybe some of you ladies, you'll, you'll like put a string around it, you know, or, or through it and wear it as a little bracelet, you know, for the next month or something. But I want you to see it every single day. And every time you see it, I want you to be reminded that I only have one life. Time is 
running out, and I've got to make the most of every single opportunity that I've been given. So what is the wise thing for me to do? In light of my past experiences, in light of my current circumstances, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do with my time? Where do I need to be making consistent deposits of time today in order to make sure that I don't experience the things I have in the past, I make the most out of what I got right now, and I can meet my future hopes and dreams in the future? Can you do that? Again, very simple thing to do. Just put that bead somewhere that you're going to see it every single day. Jesus' brother, a guy by the name of James, said this in James chapter uh, 4, verses 14 and 17. He says, your life is like the morning fog. It's here for a little while, and then it's gone. Then in verse 17, he says, remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do and then not to do it. See, if you neglect to do the wise thing with your time, not only do you not have your own best self-interest in mind, but according to James here, you're actually sinning against God as well. If you know the wise thing to do with your time in light of your past experiences, in light of your current circumstances, in light of your future hopes and dreams, if you know the wise thing to do with it and you're not doing it, James says that's a sin. So what is it that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you this morning? You know those areas that you need to be consistently just putting small amounts. Again, you're not cramming it in all in a weekend, just five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, that you're just doing it every single day in order to maximize the life that you've been given. Let me wrap up by again reading to you Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Paul says, be very careful then how you live. Not as the unwise, not like the fools, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How do we live these two verses out? You do it by asking the question. What is the question again? Let's all say it together. In light of my past experiences, my current circumstances, my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to come together to once again look at your word and be reminded that, God, our time is running out, that life is short. It's but a vapor. It's here, and then it's gone. Lord, I pray that none of us would waste this precious gift that you've given us because, especially as followers of yours, we know that you're going to hold us accountable to every single second, every single minute. What did you do with the time that I gave you? And so, Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit has been speaking here this morning, that you've given clear, concise next steps to each and every person of, here's what I need to do as a result of today's message. In light of my past experience, in light of my current circumstances, in light of my future hopes and dreams, here's the wisest thing that I can do <clears throat> with my time. And so, Lord, I pray that now that we know the wise thing, that we wouldn't just know and then not care, that, that we wouldn't be foolish that we wouldn't sin against you, but we would do the wise thing. And if there's, God, anything that we need to, to make right with you, we need to ask for your forgiveness, that we would do that right here and now. But then we would know that we are forgiven of that, that we are set free, that we have a new path that we can walk down. We just need to be obedient to your spirit each and every moment, each and every step. Jesus, thank you that you are a God of second chances, that you give us a second chance to... to to redeem our lives, to make better use of our time, better use of the resources you've given to us. 
So help us to be wise in that. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.